It's 6 a.m. Rise and Shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Friday to you, and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner and Chris Hips in studio talking sports right here on a Friday. But guys, good morning first and foremost. It's uh, it's starting to warm up in the morning. I don't know how I feel about that. I like the cool mornings, but uh, summer's upon us, I think. Hey, Chris Hips cleans up really well. Sure good morning, does. fellas. A little suave. Got a little, got a little COVID haircut going on. Yeah, I need to get my hair cut for sure. <laughs> he showed us how he dresses up for his girlfriend in high school, man. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, we, we've got special guests coming on on the phone line there this morning. Uh, a, a William Blunt hair, a very William Blunt legend, I guess you would say. He, he's a he's a former Blunt County Player of the Year. He has recently been listed as a top fifty player, nineteen sixty through nineteen ninety in Blunt County, and and this is a guy that that talking with him yesterday still has the stories from from back in his playing days at William Blunt has some gov stories to talk about he was on the team uh the first team to beat Maryville I mean he's he's got some some lineage to bring to the table and 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 kind of without further ado let's bring on Junior Tillett Junior Tillett on the show man hey welcome to the grind good morning guys how's it going hey how's it going early morning for you uh, appreciate you coming yeah. on no problem I'm glad to be here Hey, uh, so so, Junior. Again, uh, kind of in the intro. Welcome and uh, and congratulations on being listed in that top fifty. Uh, uh, that was a, a who's who of Blount County, really, over that that three decade period. And uh, and you're right in there. And talking about and and really kind of talking with some people. Uh, a well deserved and much uh, much earned spot in that top fifty. Well, thank you. First off, um, you know it, it was an honor to be included with all those guys that are in there you, know, you talk about some of those names that were in there lundy and cetereth and uh, davis and uh, you know of course you got um, billy williams uh, shannon mitchell um those guys to be included in the same conversation with those guys is just amazing right and and but but i think you you know talking talking with different people because again you know i, I always preface it by by my four-year stint in blunt county has been bombarded with with learning how deep, how hungry, how how gritty, how tough Blunt County football has always been, and how that that lineage just continues, and and you know I, I think you were very much a part of that. Again, a, a governor squad that uh, that had some stories to tell, and uh, again you were you were part of that 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 transition uh, that brought you in. But but kind of the way we do things here, and again. Uh, it's we call it the fastest hour in Blunt County, and that's not for any reason, but because by the time we get done talking, you'll think we just got started. But, but Junior, I want to talk about kind of that that lead up to to your time at William Blunt because you know I think I think it sometimes you know people are like, well, they were just always athletic, or they were they always did this, or they played this. But what what really kind of got your niche started for football? Uh, I know you were a multi sport athlete. 
but what did you know that 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 was going to kind of be your bread and butter, or did early on did you think you were going to play baseball or anything like that? Well, I was I wasn't very athletic when I was um, younger. I was really tall, you know. In, in sixth grade, I was almost six feet tall, so I was better than everyone else because I was bigger than everyone else. Um, and you know, my dad coached me in peewees and midgets, so I played running back. Uh, but mostly played the line. I wasn't a running back. Um, I was a good blocker, so when they needed a hole opened, I was able to open the hole and the running backs would run through it. And, uh, I only played running back really four years in high school. Now, where, was, where did I, you go to elementary school? Or elementary I, and middle? I went, I went to middle settlements, um, and that was K through 8 back then. You know, things have changed now. but um, And played for Friendsville, uh, their peewees and midgets teams. Um, and, you know, of course, I played baseball, and hey, any sport that I could get my hand on, I played it. Uh, but football, I felt like it was where I wanted to be. I wasn't a big fan of baseball, um, but I played. Um, and as I got into middle school, again, I was a lineman, and uh, other guys were running backs. And the only way I got in as a running back um, is when they needed somebody on the B team to, to go against the first-team defense. And so I threw my hand up. I said, hey, I'll, I'll play fullback. Um, I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do. And they said, we're going to give you the ball. You run through this hole and try not to go down. And the thing about me was I, I wouldn't go down. You know, I'd be dragging three or four people, and they were like, wait a minute. He can do this against the first team. Why don't we try to put him in the game? And I got to play a couple games at running back in middle school, and and then the same coaches went on to my freshman year to coach me in freshman, and, and that's how I, I started to become a running back. And yeah. all the other sports at that point, got I kind of dropped them, except for track. I ran track because I was pretty fast. Yeah, uh, Boone. Uh, Boone. We talked last night a little bit about one of your one of your track opponents, and uh, Boone knows a little bit about one of those. But uh, Boone, I think, has got a question for you. Hey, Junior, how big were you as a freshman? Uh, I was six foot, probably 160 pounds. Who were your freshman coaches? Um, I had um, Coach Boring, Marvin Boring. I don't know if you remember him. He's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and um, uh, Mike Patton. Did uh, when did did you have Skipper Skip Murren? Yeah, Skip Murren was on. He was on the uh, varsity team, and he uh, he was the coach there. Although I guess all the way through my my senior season, he coached um, uh, defensive backs. Uh, so I didn't. I wasn't directly under him, but he was a treat to be under. You know, I tell you, my Mike Patton played football with my dad. My dad played at Everett for my quiet. So I kind of had people kind of knew me before I got there because of my dad. My dad was a fullback, and he was great pretty good so that kind of got my foot in the door to play running back but uh, I tell you uh, coach boring and coach Mern they were they were a treat to be on the field with it was it was it was fun they were fun to be around hey junior uh, I went to Lanier uh, skip Murren was my head coach and I was the freshman also the freshman coach at Alcoa when you were at William Blunt and Really? It's funny. I remember you, and and I work with you, and I've just never connected the dots. But uh, Skip Murren was one of the best things that ever happened to me. 
we actually had a player that would come in and Skip was very observant and the player lived in a situation where there was no shower. Well, we had the defensive player of the year, a guy named Brett Goods, really good friend of mine, married into uh, his sister married into the Boone family, but he said, Brett, I need your help. Can you come to school 30 minutes early, come up here, meet me, get the key, and let a very needy person go in a locker room and take a shower? And they did that every day so this kid could come to class well, uh, you know, well-groomed and hygiene and whatnot. And they, I just wanted to throw that in there, but uh, Skip, uh, man, what, what a guy to be around, fun, acting up, silly. You could talk yeah. forever about him, but I wanted to throw that in there. Hey, Junior, do you have a Skip story? I feel like that's a thing <laughs> around here. No, I don't really have a Skip story. <laughs> I guess maybe the only thing is when you would go up to him, you know, players, you're always looking to see what time practice is over with. And you'd go up to him and ask him what time it was. And he'd look up at the sun and say, oh, it's about 3.30. <laughs> that used to make us so mad because, you know, we were we were looking for that, you know, 5.30 times so we could get out of there. And he was, just like you said, he was fun to be around. And he made, he made it fun. Made it fun. Yeah, he's a he's a Blunt County Hall of Famer. Uh, of course, uh, William Blunt, Wall of Fame, Hall of Fame. But uh, he would always uh, he would lick his fingers, and he would take the snap and run the play and demonstrate <laughs> it for me. And and then he would sit there and, and lick them, and he would j- jump up knees high when he got excited, and we, we called him Skip. But uh, so you, I wish I wish this was TV so I could show you what he would do because, like you said, he'd lick his fingers, he'd get up under the center, and, he, and uh, his mannerisms were just hilarious. Yeah, and and then and then when you were talking to him, he was like, hey, hey, "Yeah, what do you got there?" Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> he he brought in the triple option uh, from watching Oklahoma, and we installed it, but. Uh, so you you ran track against Billy Williams. You want to share one of those stories? Yeah, with? yeah. I was a freshman and Billy was a senior, and um, and you know I I didn't know anything. But it was my very first track meet, and, and of course all through my um, practicing you know, as a sprinter, I ran the hundred, the two hundred, and the four by one hundred. And um, they teach you to keep your head down as a sprinter until ten yards, and then that's when you look up. It helps you build your speed. And so the gun goes off. I'm running. I get to 10 yards. I look up, and Billy's at 20 yards. I'm <laughs> like, okay, I guess I'll just run for second place. That's not a problem. And <laughs> well, Yeah, at I that point, again. I don't know how many, how much options we had. <laughs> You're right, right, right. And he only increased the, the distance between he and I as we went along. I wasn't very quick, but I was really fast. So, you know, my top end was, a lot better than my, my bottom end. And I thought, well, I'll catch him. No, no. He, he, he blew the doors off of it. And I had to run him four times that year. And I was like, well, I guess these four meets I'm not going to win. So, you're like, silver's not a bad color. It's, it's okay. <laughs> uh, but, hey, Junior, I don't know if you heard, but I brought in a ringer this morning. I brought in Chris Hips, uh, a guy that, that you work with on the reg now, and uh, and get him a little – Little little booth time, if you will. Uh, but uh, I'm going to try to push him into a question here. All right, all right. Morning, Junior. Good morning. Just remember, you're on you're on radio. I don't know. I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> well, I guess my biggest question is, uh, I want to hear more about this uh, 1990 game that you had against Maribel. You know, me, Wayne and I being big for Maribel, so I, I heard it was probably one of the best games ever by a governor player against Maribel in school history. So tell me a little bit about that game. Well, that was the year we had switched over, uh, switched offenses. You know, the previous year was my sophomore year. We had ran a traditional I formation um, package, and then we got Brian Bell in. I think he played at Utah State or something like that. And he brought this offense in that um, it was fullback oriented, and the fullback, instead of hitting the one or the two hole, the fullback on that those two plays, really there's like four to six plays when you throw in counters, would go straight up the middle. And they're, I'm like, you want me to do what? The, I'm going to run into the center. And they said, trust me, the center won't be there. You just, whatever, if it's one or two, straight up the center, and then you bend it to whichever way you go. I'm like, this ain't going to work. Come on. <laughs> so, you know, up until Maribel game, we didn't really play anybody. We, You know, um, Campbell County, you know, weaker teams. And Maribel was our big our big thing because the previous year we had beat them for the first time. And then we had to go to them at Maribel this year. And we wanted to drum them. You know. So we ran the triple option and we go on defense first. And they had Rod Cross, um, uh, Todd Hannum, Love. They, they had a couple of good players. And so, you know, they, I think they got maybe 20 yards. And we were, I mean, we were so hopped up. There were people throwing up in uh, the locker room before we even hit the field. That's how hyped it was. We're going off. <laughs> That's in. serious. I'm telling you, it was, it was nerves were everywhere. And um, so we're going offense. The first play is, a, is called um, 418. And 400 series is triple option. And basically, you know, they, either give it or keep it for me. And they they didn't give it to me, and I went straight through the hole and nobody touched me. A while later found out that the coaches in the booth saw and said, we're going to run 419 give. And they gave it to me, and on the very first, first time I touched the ball, I was gone 70 yards for a touchdown. And we just ran a triple option on them all night long, and they had no idea what was going on, you know, running that thing up the middle like that. They couldn't tell which way I was going. They had no idea which way I was going, and um, you know we just ran that play. I swear it had to be eighty times. But of course, you know we probably only ran sixty plays, but uh, seems like that play we ran all night long, and they just couldn't stop it. So they were jumping out on the one and two gaps, and y'all were just killing them up the middle. Really, they just stood there. Um, my offensive line was really, really big. I had two tackles that were like bookends. They were both six foot three, God. you know, two hundred and sixty pounds. And my guards were a little shorter, but they were like fire plugs. And we would run traps on them too. And uh, they would hit them on the, the blind side with a trap. And I'm telling you, the holes were just huge. I had a great game because my offensive line was just smashing people, pushing people around. Do you remember the names of some of those offensive line guys, Junior? Oh, yeah, yeah. Charles Rathbone was on the left. Craig Barnett was the guard. Michael Myers was the center. Uh, Shane Dawson was the other uh, the right guard. And Matt Whitehead was the right tackle. Hey, Junior. Didn't, Rod didn't take that long, did he, Boone? No. <laughs> Man, Man he... those guys were great. I tell you what, they, they 
blew open some holes, um, uh, huge holes. Made it easy for me. Hey, Junior, Rod Cross was a uh, back in the day when he played, uh, he made all state in basketball. And uh, that's the different uh, classifications together there. And he ran track, football, basketball. Uh, he, yeah. he could have played major college basketball. But the point I was making is uh, they had some great athletes on that team. Maribel did. You know, I'll tell you what, um, my senior year, the entire county, um, had some outstanding athletes. Heritage had three or four that were super. Of course, you know, you just named off Marable. Uh, then you get to Alcoa, and there was one name that wasn't on the list that I was really surprised that didn't make the list, and that's Tyrus Gilmore. I know you know him. I told a story about him where a Georgia coach tried to recruit him as a freshman because he was so tall and developed already. I went right. to a Tennessee Ole Miss game, or Mississippi State, looked out there, and there's Tyrus lined up at outside linebacker. He was phenomenal. Yeah. Unbelievable we, uh, talent in Blunt County then, the heyday. Yeah, it really was. And I, don't, I can't remember it being that um, spread out ever um, where all four schools in the county had athletes that were really, really good. Well, Boone, you or, or Junior, you were right in that mix, and and Boone, of course, I guess was on the coaching side of things at that time. But uh, but uh, talk about you, you were you were saying uh, that that you were on that team, the the first team to beat Maryville, and then of course that that thirty one to nothing game. Uh, did you play with John Ward? Uh, he's a he's a uh, he he is uh, remembered very well here on this show, and uh, and John was a big man too. Yeah, John was huge. He was like six foot four, six foot five. He had to be at least two sixty, two seventy. Um, he was my brother's age, my older brother's age, which was two years ahead of me. And he was part of the you know the first team to beat uh, Marable um, in nineteen eighty nine. So yeah, I played with John. Uh, enjoyed playing with him. And he was a a great guy. Good dude. Good he dude. was actually the the play that beat Marable. Um, at William Blunt, when we beat him for the first time, he was a, t- uh, a defensive tackle. My brother wasn't in. Um, and my brother swatted a pass, and Chad Myers picked it up out of the air and took it for a touchdown, and that was the play that beat Maryville for the first time. And we barely beat him. Hey, inch or a mile in those situations, man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, uh, hey, Junior, this has been great first segment, but let's get to a break, pay some bills. When we come back, we'll continue to talk these great games, great moments. And again, talk about you being listed at that top 50, the 60s through the 90s. So we'll talk about that on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it. Junior Tillett on the studio today. Hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. 
Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. At the Blood Partnership, we're working to keep people safe and informed about the recent outbreak of COVID-19, the coronavirus. We know that as members of the community, businesses are experiencing unexpected challenges, and we're committed to providing as much support as possible. Find business and community information on our website at www.bluntchamber.com or search for Blunt Chamber on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work, or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Your local Blount County Community Food Connection is still open serving local families in time of need and hardship. We provide prepackaged groceries to help meet your nutritional and dietary needs. The Community Food Connection is open Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. until noon for drive-up delivery only. Residents are asked to remain in their vehicle so that our volunteers may safely distribute the food. Directions as to how to enter and depart the facility will be clearly displayed. We thank you for your cooperation and look forward to serving you at your Blunt County Community Food Connection. Have you been asking yourself if it's time to take that business idea and make it a reality? Do you need help with marketing or getting a leg up on the competition? Then check out my friends at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville, a company invested in Blunt County and ready to help. They can take your business to the next level. Mike, Jana, and the staff at 42nd Street are a dream to work with, and I'm proud to say that they built the grindonsports.com into what it is today. But if you need marketing and maybe don't know where to start, check out my guys at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville. Their phone number is 865-982-7007, or you can check out their work online, 42sd.com. Again, phone line is 865-982-7007 or online at 42sd.com. Check them out. I think you'll be glad you did. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner, Chris Hips, and on the phone line, Junior Tillett, top 50 in Blunt County from the 60s through the 90s. Again, Junior, welcome back. And, uh, and fun first segment, we talked a lot about uh, some good stories, and I'm afraid you have a lot more that we can talk about. Some great games, some good rivalries that you were a part of. Uh, share a little bit of those with us. Okay. Um... You know, with Alcoa, unfortunately, I never beat Alcoa. Um, 
and that was a thorn that stuck with us. And you know, we always, Alcoa Nerval, we always wanted to beat, but we never got to to beat those guys. They were they were really good. Uh, Maribel, I never lost to. As times have changed a little bit, Maribel was really good. I just want you to know, like you, you probably could, we probably couldn't beat the smile off Moon's face <laughs> right then. <laughs> well, um, you know, we tried in vain. I remember um, the last game uh, we played against Alcoa. Um, the game was over, and you know, we were all going to the center to shake hands and everything. And coach um, came up to me. Alcoa's coach came up to me and says, uh, "He goes, I just want you to know." Uh, I really enjoyed watching you, but I sure am glad you're you're graduating because I don't have to prepare for you anymore. <laughs> That's and always fun. That, to hear. that made yeah, that made me smile a little bit. But it, um, so three um, three years is a, a nightmare, Junior. I mean, you when you see the guys as a sophomore being that good and that big, the little voice in your head says, "Okay, he's gone." Then you go back again, and then another year, and you're like, "Oh no, Junior!" <laughs> hey, Junior, real quick. Yeah, we, Billy Williams would run track, and the coach had an elastic thing, and he would pull on him through the week. Mm-hmm. All that resistance, I'm sure, helped his speed. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there. Or he pulled, <laughs> yeah, the, he pulled the coach for several, several yards. We didn't do that, but one thing that we did do, and that was supposed to help the sprinters, um, they were called rabbits. And you would line up about eight people in a line, um, single file, and you would just jog the track. And the person in the back had to sprint to the front while you're jockeying. And of course, we didn't we didn't like it, but we knew it was going to help us. But you know, that was another thing that Brian Bell brought to the table. Um, we would just run those rabbits all the time, all, just uh, jogging around the track. And the guy in the front had to run sprint to the or guy in the back had to sprint to the front. Um, and um, awesome, those those helped us out. So uh, a couple of other people I played against, um, some of the other games. We, one of the best games I thought I had was either Campbell County or um, Bearden game. And we went to Campbell County. We didn't know anything about these guys. And and first three times I touched the ball, I scored. <laughs> and You're like, this is going to be a good day. What's that? I said, you're like, this is going to be a good day. Right, right. So I'm, I'm thinking, man, this is this is going to be unbelievable. I had like, I don't know, seven carries and 157 yards and three touchdowns before I could even get to the halftime. <laughs> Last time I touched the ball, uh, I was I was punting, and my, the snapper he snapped it over my head, and so I was like, crap. I turned around, I started running back to grab the ball. I, I didn't kneel down, but I you know, kind of knelt down and hit, put my hands on the ball to look up to see if I was getting ready to get killed. And there was one guy, so I ducked under him, and then my, my punt, uh, their punt team, punt return team, had set up a wall. So I ran behind their wall and scored a touchdown. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. Nobody touched, touched me because they were all had their backs to me trying to block our guys for their guys to return it. They didn't even know what had happened. Oh wow! So, yeah, it's probably yeah, not was, one of their that, better moments. I would say <laughs> that was pretty funny. So, what was um, the end result? Yeah, touchdowns and yards. Uh, it was. Um, I had four touchdowns, um, eight carries, and 157 yards. Um, and I, I didn't play past midway through the second quarter. And those games are, are not fun because you don't get to play. But 
So my next question for you, Junior, is uh, legend has it you were uh, able to drag eight players across the goal line for a touchdown one time. Uh, what game was that? And can you get a little bit more in detail on that one? Maybe not. Maybe not eight, but it was like four, four yeah. or five. If you give us uh, a little time, we'll up. build it up. You give us a little time. <laughs> That's what Next makes year, it legendary. <laughs> Come on so in five years, Junior. Come on in five and let's see how many players it was. <laughs> uh, we were playing Cumberland County at home, and um, we also ran the outside beer. And, you know, a lot of times in the first quarter we would – you know, test the waters, see what's going to work. Is it going to be triple option? Is it going to be straight eye formation? Is it going to be outside beer? Um, this particular game, they could not stop the outside beer. So I was, you know, six hole and five hole all night long. And I remember this particular drive, which started on our 20, and I, I carried the ball nine times on that drive, and it was back to back to back to back. Got to the... 40 or the 50 and the, the guy with the play comes in and he says and he called it and um it was uh 300 series which is outside beer uh and five hole and he says we're going the coach says we're going to run it till they stop it and i'm sitting back there and i'm already gassed because i'd already run it like four times and so i thought to myself so the, i said man this is never going to end because we were only getting like I don't know, five, six yards of a clip, and it was going to take us forever. And so I think the last play was like 30 yards, and, and I had broke it, broke out to the left and then cut it back to the middle because there was nobody there. And then all of a sudden, it's like a magnet. Like four players just grabbed onto me, and I was on the eight, and I was like, I am not going down. I'm going to score. And I just kept going and pulled them all across the line. It was It was an awesome feeling. Yeah, for you, not maybe not for them. <laughs> but uh, you know that that's a you know those moments. You know, just that understanding that because I love the the thought of you know run it till they stop it. You know, I think that that mindset's kind of gone from coaching here lately. It's like oh they we've done that four times successfully. Let's try something else. So uh, that that's good to hear. But uh, what what's this uh, about? You know, there was a time where. Um, you know, the play got called in and, and it was kind of a little, I don't know what we're going to call times running down. And all of a sudden you guys in the huddle kind of figure out what needs to happen. We were playing Clinton and it was like one of those back and forth all night long. We'd score, they'd score, we'd score, they'd score. Uh, and it was tied. We went into overtime and we're on fourth down and we had to score a touchdown to keep it going. Um, no, I'm sorry. We had to score to win. We had the ball last, and the coach says we're not going to kick a field goal. Um, so we're sitting there waiting for the play to come in. And um, uh, Kenny Coulter, I know you guys know Kenny Coulter, the official. Uh, he was the yeah. He was the uh, the referee for that game. So he's standing right behind us. And he goes, he goes, come on, boys, y'all got about ten seconds. And um, so they, they weren't getting to play. And I looked at Chad, our quarterback, and I said, just call the 600 series flood pattern. Oh, and man. Of course, there was a name for it. I can't remember what it was. But um, so it, basically, we had myself, which is a fullback, a tight end, and a receiver all in a flood pattern out on the, in the flats. And we covered, we covered about 20 yards with this pass, uh, pass play. You know, I gave the quarterback three options, and we ran it. And uh, tight end, Daniel Hatcher caught it. and we won the game, and the, 
Coach Gordon comes out and he goes, "Who called the play?" And uh, we all, I said, "We all kind of did. We, 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 you guys weren't getting the play, and we had to do something." He's like, "Good job, <laughs> Steve Gordon, right?" <laughs> yep. Taught gymnastics. Great friend of mine. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, he, he. Go ahead, Junior. No, uh, he. Yeah, he did teach gymnastics, um, and ironically, um, you know, his daughter Erin was uh, one of in gymnastics, and I ended up dating her through um, my senior year. So it was kind of strange for me because I'm on the field with Coach Gordon. He's he's chewing my hind end out, and then after practice, I'm at his house. Um, <laughs> he, he hey, that's what dating. you call uh, fine line living, right there. I'm telling you, it was, it, was, it was really strange. He was a little spark plug. Oh, man, he if, sure he, if he got fired up and lost that temper, you you had it. Hey, Junior, uh, right. of course, we had Chad Smith, running back, Jamie Henry, big 6'2", 215 fullback, number five. Kevin Jackson was, was our quarterback. Billy, uh, we had Scott Atkins at center. Um. Russell Wembley, the the split end. Uh, do you, do you have any Alcoa stories at all? Uh, they started for us for three years, and uh, yeah, with those guys, not so much. Um, even with Shannon Mitchell, you know, those guys um, they were seniors when I was a freshman, so I didn't get to play. I just got to stand and watch. Um, but I remember all those guys. I remember uh, at fullback number five. He was um, he was a hoss, uh, and I of course when I was a senior. You know, I went from 160 my freshman year to just under 200 as a um, as a senior, six foot, 200 pounds, and I didn't want to get much bigger because I wanted to stay fast. Um, right. So you know, I, I didn't have, I don't have a lot of stories of those guys um, with Alcoa. Maybe because my mind has blocked it out because we lost four times to them. You know, I don't know. Hey, <laughs> uh, hey, uh, hey, Junior, tell us a little bit about that run in with Scott Gallion. Uh, I'd like to forget that, to be honest with you. Um, hey, it sounded like it, was sound a, like it, it was, was two a, uh, stalwarts kind of button heads. Yeah, it was um, It was a scrimmage. And uh, Scott Gallion, I don't know if you remember, he played linebacker at Tennessee. And then he played linebacker for the Dolphins. And, um, so played for that Seymour. how big he was. Didn't he play for Seymour? I'm sorry. Junior, didn't he play yeah, for he Seymour? Played. Yes, he played for Seymour, and he was their quarterback. So what I'm trying to get at is you've got a college linebacker playing quarterback. Okay? And so I'm they're on offense, we're on defense, I'm playing inside linebacker. And as an inside linebacker, when the quarterback goes back, you go back. Quarterback comes up, you come up. So you pretty much mirror what the quarterback does. And if he tucks it to run it, you've got to meet him at the line and take him down. So – that's what happened. He comes to the line. I go to the line, and we just, like you said, two Rams uh, hitting each other. Except for he just he mowed me down. I thought he took my shoulder and shoved it down in my ankle. <laughs> Put it in your tube sock. <laughs> I'm telling you, like I said, that's one of those I'd like to forget. But it's a good story, you know, to say, hey, I played against a guy who went on to the pros and played. Well, and you, you told me last night just about the guys you played against or, or the guys you played with, and, and, and that time, you, you know, we've already kind of hit on it a little bit, but you just look, and you, did you know at that time, did you – I mean, of course you look and you're like, he's huge. You know, he probably could play at the next level. 
but were did some of those guys even even from that kind of surprise you as to their trajectory and what they what they got out of it? No, they didn't surprise me because Coach Gordon, Coach Murren, um, Coach Bell told us in practice, this is a guy that's going to play at the next level. Um, you better make sure you're doing your job or he's going to make you be looking at your ear hole. And you know, Jason Lehman was one of those guys, Sean Summers. I remember Jason Lehman played for Sevier County. Of course, he went to Tennessee and on into the pros. Um, I was linebacker, and his job was to block me all night long. I'm like, are you kidding me? Can I not play safety tonight? <laughs> um, <laughs> and then if he gets there, he's got a full head of steam, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't thinking about that. I was just trying to get out of the uh, immediate line of fire. All right, Junior. That guy was huge, but go ahead. I got you a funny question here, actually. Uh, so, you know, I know a lot of players have their uh, rituals before their games. They like to listen to certain songs. They like to eat certain foods. They have to wear certain outfits and garments and stuff. What was your favorite song at that time? Because I know Hammer Time was really big, and you being a running back, can't touch this. Did you uh, oh my gosh, enjoy you did that song? not just go there. <laughs> oh, I did take it there. <laughs> but what were some of the things that led you up to the game? I mean, like going into game day, what got you mentally focused to go to war, basically? All right, so Hammer time. practice. I didn't. I never washed my practice jersey. I mean, I could literally stand it up against the locker, and it would stand there when it was dry. <laughs> um, and I'm, I remember – uh, word would get around school, hey, Coach Gordon sent uh, somebody down there to collect the practice uniforms to wash them. And I remember bolting out of out of class and running across the parking lot, getting down to the uh, stadium so I could get my practice jersey so they wouldn't wash it. That was my ritual. That was, you know, don't wash my mojo out of my practice jersey. That's what so, made me good. So it wasn't you, anything else. You thought flies were lucky. <laughs> yeah. And, and finally um, – uh, WATE did a piece on me, and there's two of the guys, Daniel Hatcher and Matt Whitehead. We all three never washed our practice jersey, and they did a piece on us um, called Dirty Shirts. And um, that was kind of – it was weird. It was weird. Somebody coming to William Blunt, you know, William Blunt's getting, getting a little recognition, you know. Hadn't had recognition their entire existence since 1979 when the place was built. And all of a sudden, we're on the map, and that was amazing. But anyway, getting back to um, – my ritual for game time. Yes. I wanted to be left alone. I just wanted to sit there in the dark with my eyes closed and I wanted to visualize. That was one thing Brian Bell brought to the table. Visualize what you're going to do. Make it happen in your mind. And that's what I wanted. There were people that were hype people that wanted to run around and slap helmets and slap lockers. And that just wasn't me. I just wanted to be left alone, calm, cool, collected. And then when I get on the field, I'm going to open the bottle and see what happens. <laughs> Pour it out. Uh, now, now, Junior, did you – and, again, different people have different different kind of metrics. So, did you just – as soon as the first play, were you wide open or did you have – did you kind of have that, I want to see what the defense is going to give me and then then, then find my spot and, and burst? Or was it just, you know what, I'm a, I'm a, if play number one's when I score, that's good. If it's play number ten, we'll, we'll go there. I always wanted to go on defense first. I did not want to go on offense first because I wanted – I was a nervous wreck. My stomach was in knots until about two or three plays. So I wanted to go on offense so I could just knock the crap out of somebody, get all that out of me, and then I'll settle down and then have a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more often than not, we had to go on offense first. But I mean, that was okay when you they hand you the ball in the first play and 
you've got the parting of the Red Sea in front of you. You don't have any other choice but to kick your heels up and take off. Hey, Junior, the thing I noticed about you was you're on offense, but watching you play is like linebacker carrying the ball. You hit harder on offense than the defense did trying to attack you. You kind of remind me of Earl Campbell, Larry Zonka. Of course, I'm naming names you've never heard of. I'm I'm the old school guy around. No, here. I know those well. I know those well. <laughs> but, Larry Zonka is who I wanted to emulate. He, he had a, that. He remember that big old pounder. big old thing on his helmet? That kind of U shaped uh, face. I wanted. I wanted that. Coach Gordon said we don't have it. I said I want it. <laughs> well, go order it. I, I wanted to be just like him. I wanted to be able to mow people down. You know, I didn't run out of bounds. There's no running out of bounds. I'm going to run straight through you if I can. You know, or you're going to get a stiff arm, my big old paw right in your face, and I'm going to push you to the ground. <laughs> I'm picturing him like I, Mike Allstott right now, like just running people over. Frank O'Harris would run out of bounds. He's like, oh, no, head head on head. Whoop, let's just tiptoe over here. Hey, Junior, Sean Summers now. What? Oh, my gosh. Totally gifted. Uh, what did you think when when you first saw him and, and played against him? And from well, it was the, the playoff. It was our very first playoff game that we had ever been to. We had had the flu. We got it from Farragut, um, and <laughs> we came into this game with the, with the flu. So it was, you know, we didn't play very well. We got drummed forty four to nothing. But I remember on the sidelines when we. We ran out on the field and went to our sidelines, and then here comes Oak Ridge. They they come down their stadium steps. I don't know if they still do or not, but they walked down their stadium steps for their intro, and they just kept coming, and they just kept coming, and they just kept coming. I'm like, how many people are on this team? Is this two football teams? <laughs> so, you know, we start playing the game, and they they go to punt. Their whole offense runs off, and a whole new punt team comes on. They're on defense. Their defense runs off, and a whole new punt return team. They had enough athletes on that team to field like a college team. Um, it was unbelievable. Sean Summers, I remember when they, he pitched him the ball on a sweep. They ran a traditional eye as well. And they pitched him the ball, and I had the angle on him. He just took off, man. He, he wasn't big, uh, but he was shifty, and he was fast. And uh, I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I'll just keep running behind him, and maybe something will happen. No, he took it straight to the house, and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> Waiting on that turf monster to help you out. Yeah, it didn't happen. He was, he was, man, he was good. He was a jitterbug. So, so yeah, junior, you... he played, um, he played UT and was a punt returner, and uh, he was a really good punt returner because he was a jitterbug because he was so shifty. So, so, Junior, you talk about that first playoff game that William Blunt ever had, and I understand at the beginning of a season, like playoffs is always a goal of a team. But was there a the, what was the feeling like when when you kind of clinched that playoff spot? Like, like you said, talking about the story from WATE, you you guys had kind of put William Blunt on the map a little bit uh, at the, for the first time in its history. Uh, what what did that uh, what did that mean to you to kind of bring that to William Blunt? You know, kind of again. Uh, a, a team that had, had kind of struggled to have success early on. Well, it started when we, our last game against Farragut. It was like 20 degrees. There was snow on the ground. And we played to a 0-0 tie going into the fourth quarter. And we're thinking we had to beat Farragut to get in. If we won, we got the playoffs. If Farragut won, they got to the playoffs. 
And so I remember thinking, you know, going in, we were excited, and they, they had a quarterback that could sling it all over the field, and we were worried about that. And we we were optimistic, but cautiously optimistic, I would say. And going into the fourth quarter, I remember thinking, man, this is not going to happen. I can't believe we're going to get so close, and this is not going to happen. And um, we lined up for a field goal, and Daniel hit it, and uh, we won three to nothing. And I remember at the end, I just – I was like a, I remember I was like a, a child at Christmas. I just couldn't believe it. You know, we're going to the playoffs. We're going to the playoffs. And, and, um, and a funny story is, um, I remember, uh, WATE interviewing me after the game and, uh, said, what do you, you know, y'all are going to the playoffs for the first time, but yada, yada, yada. I said, you know, I said, we're, I said, we're excited. We can't wait. And we're coming. We're going to come to Oak Ridge and we're going to bring it with us. We're going to come. And I remember the entire Oak Ridge game, every time they'd tackle me, that's what they'd say to me. They would be on top of me getting, me, getting up, and they'd be, we're going to bring it. We're going to bring it every play. Bulletin like, board material. Hey, maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, you, you know, I think, but that hype, that, that had to be one of the better weeks that you probably had in high school because you, you were the talk of the town. I mean, it was, it was time for William Blunt to get to the playoffs. That had to be fun times. Well, it was supposed to be fun times, but it wasn't. We oh, had no. the flu. Well, and true I that. remember, I remember Friday night for our Friday um, in school, they pulled us out of out of class and let us go up to the um, wrestling match and just lay up there for all school all day and just rest because you know there's people throwing up. It was terrible. There's our quarterback. We're dragging him off the field and he's throwing up as we as we're pulling him off the field. Um, it was probably the worst week we had ever had. You know. It was supposed to be a great week because we're going to the playoffs for the first time. It was just terrible. I mean, it was absolutely terrible. Hey, Junior, it's it's amazing uh, hearing you you say that and Coach Mack at Heritage, uh, big big Blunt County, William Blunt and Heritage had a chance of a lifetime, and it, it was just a little misfortune <clears throat> that ended up being a, a major factor in it, but. Uh, it's a euphoric feeling, and all the students are like, hey, this is new. This is something we haven't experienced, and it's just a memory I treasure when that happens. It's just terrible that you had that misfortune with sickness. I, w- I would think Junior would, would agree that uh, it's probably a more uh, well-looked-upon week now than it was then based on the flu situation. <laughs> Most certainly. <laughs> you know, we look back, and we, we can say that we're – one of the few teams from William Blunt that have been to the playoffs. And, you know, I kind of feel like it's like the Miami Dolphins, uh, 1972, where we went 17-0. Nobody else has ever done it. You know, we're the first team. Nobody can take that from us. We were the first team to get to the playoffs, and it's a euphoric feeling. That's that. That's one of those moments you gotta you got to hold on to. But, Junior, let's get one last break in, listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, y- your kind of understanding of when you got on this list because my understanding is you were unaware that they were developing such lists. So we'll talk about that on the flip and listen. And, and of course, we're going we're gonna to drum up a little bit of a conversation about where your place uh, should be in Blunt County sports. We'll talk it all on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it.
Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Rural King continues to provide the essential livestock supplies your farms need. A cool, wet spring followed by sudden warm weather can mean the grass in your pasture may grow so fast it fails to pull the magnesium up that your herd needs. Country Road High Mag Mineral Blocks with 13.5% magnesium are just $15.99 each. You can order online at RuralKing.com and pick up in store. Protect your livestock for the lowest prices every day at Rural King, America's farm and home store. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit SalvationArmyUSA.org. Have you heard about or seen the Grand's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grand from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. The Blunt Partnership is committed to leading the Blunt County business community through this coronavirus outbreak. We will continue to be a resource for all businesses, as well as supplying up-to-date information for our community. Please check out our website for updated information at www.bluntchamber.com or search for Blunt Chamber on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner, Chris Hips, and on the phone line, Junior Tillett, top 50 athlete in Blunt County, 1960s through the 90s. Uh, junior, man, uh, 
We talked a little bit last night about did you know you were on the list, how the list came to be, et cetera, et cetera. You didn't know until somebody let you know at work. Yeah, a couple of days, I guess a couple of days after it had come out, I, I didn't you know, know the list existed. And um, one of my one of the guys I work with texted me and says, you know, I didn't know it. You know, I, I was working with a legend. And I'm like, all right, you're you're funny. What are you talking about? <laughs> he sends me, he sends me a clip, you know, and I, I open it up and I'm like, what? I said, are you kidding me? Um, you know, like I said early on in the show, I was like, to be mentioned with these guys um, is an honor. First off, and it was amazing. Uh, I remember, you know, it was a great time back then, and you know, from 1960 to 1990 to be included in as one of the top 50 players in the county was just amazing. I couldn't believe it. Uh, did it did it send you down memory lane? Because I feel like, you know, in the, the life we live, you know, it's it's kind of weekday grind, and then you, you kind of got your weekend stuff you got to take care of. You can look up in your years down the road. Did you did you kind of just pause and kind of go, wow, that four years, or, or even if you just coined that senior season, I mean, it was just a good time. I remember reading the article, and I, I just stood there, and I couldn't believe – um, that was what I would, my name was in there. You know, I was scrolling down the list and, and I, it, when I read it, they said, um, you know, in no particular order, here are the, the players that made the top 50. So I'm scrolling the list and I'm like, I'm not in here because it wasn't alphabetical order. It wasn't you know, by years. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything. Um, just, they were just in their hodgepodge all, all over. And I'm like, I'm not in here. What is he talking about? I'm not in here. And I was the last name on the list. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, okay, I'm cool with that. I made the list. It doesn't matter if I'm 49 or 50 or one. I'm still made the list. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, you, you know, I, I, we talked last night, and, and again, your, your humble side, man, it's, it's something that, that I, you've had as, as long as I've known you. And then again, uh, something that probably is, is what made that, that transition pretty easy for you as far as your time at, at William Blunt. But you were talking about names that, that weren't on there. And, and, and I think, you know, focusing on what names were on there, I think that's got to make you, you feel proud. And, again, those are, those are moments you can kind of hang to. But uh, I, I just uh, – it, it blew my mind just reading some of those names because you just look and, and, and how widespread that made Blunt County because a lot of those guys went on, uh, played college ball. You talk about the Shannon Mitchells. You talk about Albert Davis. You talk about all those names. Uh, you know, what, what since your time at William Blunt, what have you been kind of getting into just a kind of a snapshot? And then, uh, we, we've got some, uh, some fun stuff to talk about. Okay. Well, um, my son, uh, played football, peewee football. So I coached a little bit, um, in peewees and, and so that was, that was kind of fun actually getting back out on the football field. That's the first time I've been out there and uh, that's probably, I don't know, five or six years ago. Uh, I really enjoyed coaching my son, and um, I think you know the last two years, last year I think uh, I didn't coach, and I think I enjoyed you know just sitting up in the stands and being a dad uh, more than anything. You know, I've got three kids, and I really enjoy spending family time. You know, this uh, COVID nineteen it's been bad for a lot of people, and I get it. You know, a lot of people are going through some hard times. Uh, I've been able to. You know, be at home, and luckily my my employment is still paying us, and and we've spent a lot of family time together, and um, I, I enjoy being a dad, and 
and uh, doing dad things and making dad jokes. Yeah, I, lit- I literally talked to Junior yesterday uh, trying to get prepped for the show, and, and he answers the phone, and he's really kind of like, I mean, he's give out. He's he's kind of breathing heavy, and I'm like, you okay? I'm like, do I need to make another phone call to maybe 911? <laughs> and uh, he's like, I just got off a five-mile bike ride. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll call you back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, my wife and I, we, when this COVID thing started, we bought some bicycles, and we've been riding about five miles a day. And, and uh, Wayne called, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to be able to talk to him right now. I'm not going to call him back because <laughs> – I w- we had just got off, and, I, man, I was panting hard. So I, I'm definitely not in shape like I used to be, but uh, still trying to hit a little bit. Yeah, I see him out there all the time on his bicycle at the park. Now, now is it one of those, like, city cruiser bikes, or what, what kind of bike you got? Oh, yeah. It, it's a beach cruiser. Beach cruiser. Uh, it got the I, basket I on the it. front? It was, def- it, it was definitely going to be a beach cruiser. It's got the playing card no, in my spokes. Wife, my wife's got the basket. No, I don't have a playing card in the spokes. <laughs> Yeah, you got the little cooler side bag. Hey, Boone, Chris, I, I think I think we're at a good point in the show to just say this. I mean, I think a guy that uh, that's listed in the top fifty in a in a thirty year period, uh, probably th- we should just start the petition today. Blunt County Hall of Fame. What do you think? Absolutely. And the uh, William Blunt is it the Hall of Fame or Wall of Fame, Junior for William Blunt? I think it's Hall. I'm gonna I'm gonna officially bang that drum. Uh, I mean, I saw you, and we were both undefeated as freshmen, and uh, we ended up playing there at the end, and the winner was going to be the freshman foothalls champ, and uh, you played against I remember that. Do you remember uh, William Henderson? We called him Homer, that yeah. big uh, 60 yeah. nose tackle we had. Yeah. Wide body. Remember but, him uh, well. <laughs> uh, it's like you said, Junior, amazingly, uh, if you looked at numbers uh, – 51 to 100, there's so many Blunt County athletes, it would blow your mind that they're not even on that list. But we got to get you in that Hall of Fame, brother. Well, I appreciate that. Well, here's the, here's the thing, like- Junior. Whether we get to the Wall of Fame, Hall of Fame, or if you come to, to the radio station, we'll make it the Stall of Fame. Uh, we'll get you, we'll get you <laughs> in there, man. All right. Sounds great. Hey, man. Uh, again, I always appreciate talking with you. And, again, walking down some memories because Blunt County is such – that grit, toughness, and just want to is all over the place. And you're you're one of those memories in that 30-year window. I certainly appreciate it. And I, I thank you guys for having me on. I've enjoyed it. You've taken me down memory lane again, and I really enjoyed it. Junior, would you not agree the best part of high school football is the coaches' interaction with them? I know, Junior. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, going to say he's not going to agree holistically with that. <laughs> yeah, they they made it fun. I mean – you know, practice, it's hot. You don't want to be – I didn't like practice. I hated practice. I just wanted to play the game. If I could just play the game, that was all I wanted. But sound uh, like later, they made it enjoyable. Sound like later on in your career, you probably didn't want to practice because you didn't want to smell that jersey. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I, like I told the, the, the TV people, I was like they, – they, they brought that up too. And I'm like, no, nah, it don't smell until you start sweating. Is that practice That's jersey in your smell. man cave now? No, it is not. I don't know where that thing is. <laughs> I think it's amazing you're able to keep the the coaches away from it. I, knowing you, you send them in another direction. They never got no, back I there just, and smelled it or saw yeah, it. We were the three of us were on a mission. We were going to make sure our jerseys didn't get washed all year long, and that's from <laughs> spring practice when we were doing three a days, all the way to you know when we played Oak Ridge. And that's a long time. A lot of practices, and we would just tip out. We had you know informants. So to speak, say, so, hey, uh, <laughs> they're going to clean hear, them up. Hear this, let us know. 
Hey, Junior, we're, we're out of time. But, man, I hope your family and you are staying safe. But when football gets back going, we'll try to hit you up again. Sounds good. Thanks, guys, for having me on. Hey, take care. Thanks, and if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care. Be safe. And, yes, grind on. <laughs>